0: You may have seen my Sailor Moon R video and how I made my daughter go with me to see it in theaters and turned her into a proper Mooney. Well, a few years before that, my daughter Kairi got heavy into anime and I wanted to show her Sailor Moon, but it was not available on Netflix. But I had heard a lot of hype about a show that was on there called Madoka Magica. Hold on for a second, if I say anything wrong, I apologize in advance because I have severe dyslexia, so if I haven't heard the word, I usually don't know how to make the word make sense. But I saw the promo images for Modica on Netflix and thought, oh, awesome, a newer Sailor Moon-like show. Let's watch it. Modica Magica has the most deceptive intro in the history of all television. Spoilers ahead. This cute, perky, upbeat song showing the fun misadventures of a magical girl comes to a crashing halt when one of the main characters gets her head bitten off in the third episode. And it only gets crazier from there. Well, at least it gets crazier in terms of brutality. The show was actually astonishingly good, with an incredible handling of the space-time continuum. But, I mean, my daughter was like seven at the time, and we were both sobbing through about half of the episodes. I kept asking her if she wanted to stop, and she'd say, "'No, we've made it this far. We have to keep going.'" That show was so good, and the ending of the series was so surprising for me. I've studied film for so long that I can usually see the endings coming, but for Madoka Magica, I don't even have enough words to praise it in the right way. However, I can't explain the impact it had on my daughter, who, after getting the idea on the internet, now goes into bookstores, takes the Madoka manga out of the anime section, and places it prominently in the religion section because people need to know that she died to save us all. Kyrie likes to come to me with different theories that she makes. Most of them are too weak to move forward with, or she might have a good thought bubble, but there's not enough information to go anywhere with it. But while driving to school the other day, she gave me one that made me go, huh, I've polished this up a little bit for her, but I love this theory and hopefully you will too. What if Modica is a girl going through puberty and all of the friends that she makes along the way are just manifestations of her own emotions? Basically, Modica is not an average teen. She's polite, reserved, respected, and pretty bland and boring, almost to being unrelatable. Modica doesn't seem to be going through any of the hormonal changes that make teen girls a target for Kyubei. Yet, if we look at who Modica surrounds herself with, they all make one complete group of emotions. And yes, I am about to base this off of Inside Out just so we get a personification of the emotions, but let's not fixate and try to say that I'm claiming Inside Out and Modica are related. This reference is really more of a symbolic nature. I don't think Pixar and whatever studio made Modica are working together. Here's the system that Kyrie explained to me. Homera is Monica's fear because she's always trying to keep her safe and away from making bad decisions. Sayaka is her sadness, as is shown with how depressed Sayaka gets after she can't get with the boy that she's in love with. Kyoko is anger, unpredictable and out of control, unwilling to follow directions and be the stereotype of a good girl. Hitomi is Madoka's disgust, as she's too good to even join in with the magical girl craze that so many other girls seem to be falling into at their school. And mommy is the upbeat, indomitable Joy who has always had a good attitude and is very strong. Until, of course, she's killed, which is interesting because many girls end up going through puberty and losing a lot of their joy as they get overwhelmed with other emotions. Now, what is Cubey? I'm not sure. Maybe teenage apathy would be a good fit, since he seems indifferent to all human problems or maybe narcissism since he only cares about reaching his own objectives no matter what it costs the girls involved. These comparisons are especially interesting if you look at how the story arcs of each character plays out. Homera shows up, making Modica feel confused and not very confident about her life choices. Then Mommy dies early on, easily symbolic of Modica going into puberty and losing her childlike happiness, Shortly after that, Kyoko appears, because as Joy leaves Madoka, she's overwhelmed by new, strong feelings of rage that she's never had that intensely before. Yes, all people of all ages can feel anger, but anyone who has already been through their teenage years can verify that you are particularly hot-headed and easy to upset at this stage of your life. Next, in the overall arc of the story, we witness the tragic fate of Sayaka when her uncontrollable sadness transforms her into a witch. Again, anyone who's been a teen likely remembers those almost random bouts of hugging your knees and rocking and crying in the corner, all the while saying to yourself, I'm nothing, I'm worthless, I did this all to myself. I wasn't the only crazy insecure teenager, right? I say is a crazy, insecure adult. But funny enough, this feeling of sadness is often connected to rage, and Sayaka and Kyoko are paired off as potential BFFs in the series. I know people like to say they're in a relationship and that Homera and Mommy and Monica were in this love triangle kind of thing. But come on, they're young girls. Let's not put labels on them if they're not ready to put the labels on themselves. Let the girls or the writers figure that part out. Now, all the while, Hitomi is off being normal. She seems to be doing well in life and school. She gets the guy she likes and she has no one trying to kill her. It's a pretty sweet life for Hitomi. And how often do we feel disgusted with the popular kids in school while secretly envying how easy and carefree life appears to be for them? Yes, it seems like there's a fair amount of evidence to at least speculate that Monica's friends are projections of her inner emotions, and they're emotions that she herself lacks in everyday life. Is that an accident? After all, we see at the end of the series that Madoka becomes a god, a concept, a supernatural being, and so she exists outside of our understanding of time and space. It's even possible that she exists on multiple timelines, meaning the goddess form of Madoka was in the background of each reality that Homera reset. So is Madoka's lack of personality due to the fact that she is or will be a goddess? Or did the divine incarnation of Modica surround herself with friends who played out emotional caricatures so that they could help Modica's human form comprehend normal emotions? It's so hard to pinpoint anything exact when undefined time travel is at play, but there's certainly enough in the series to say that this idea is solid-ish. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed enough to like, subscribe, and share this video. I've also got a lot of other videos on my channel that you are fully encouraged to go check out. Plus, you can find me on Facebook at Say Halo Goodbye, which is my gamer tag, or Twitter at The underscore family.